Welcome everybody, episode 70, Good Life Housing Partners. I'm Rohan Gupta, sitting here with my fearless friend, David Fong, and we are getting ready for a week of conferences. Normally this time of the year, I would be sitting with Mickey Mouse in Orlando at the NMHC, but I've decided to forego that conference, both from a standpoint of Orlando is too far for me to travel from Los Angeles, and I don't think it is a great city to be in as an adult without children, so, I've decided to go to Laguna and the wonderful Laguna and be at the IMN this week. I'm looking forward to seeing many investors, hopefully some of you that are listening, as well as meeting new investors and seeing what's going on out there in the capital markets. So David Fong, where does this find you on this fine Monday? Well, first, uh, happy MLK Day. Oh yes, MLK Monday, that's <laughs> it's, right. Uh, it finds me well, um, a little little rainy in, in LA though, but. Uh, I'm excited about IMN too. I mean, it's it's uh, been a while. Last year they didn't have it, and I've gone to this IMN conference a uh, number of years in, in a row in the past. And uh, in 2019 and 2018, when I went, it was uh, pretty crowded. It was uh, at least a, you know over a thousand people there. And it's while it is a pretty nice, it's a very nice resort, and it's a fairly decent sized venue. It 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 actually gets completely overwhelmed <laughs> at this conference. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how many people show up. Um, you know, current count on the attendee list is uh, a little over 300. So so mm. usually that there's probably a lot more than what's on the attendee list. What is the normal time. count for this thing? I think it's in the thousand range. Yeah. And I don't think Definitely. that hotel can really, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's still really sold out. Too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the other sign, too. I ch- checked to see if the rates went down anymore. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, they, are, yeah. they are still, uh, well, you can't get it. But if you, I think if you actually book through the weekend, you might be able to get a room, and, and the rooms were about $1,300 each. So for, for the whole stay or just for per, one night? Per night. Per oh, night. per night. Oh, okay. So okay. Well, I was telling <laughs> well, you. Less I, than the $200, $300 I thought we would yes, get. Yes, yeah, I was <laughs> telling you. Maybe if you wait till, like, you know, wait till midnight on the first night, you might be able to yes. you know, sneak into a, a storage yeah, closet might or something. Because be, there'll, there'll be a couple of cancellations. Yeah, yeah maybe that, that'll be your way in. Um, well, that, it should be an interesting conference. It's, it's always an exciting you know, I think a lot of times in our industry, like starting out the year with uh, January is typically the kickoff month for, for a number of industries on like setting the tone, what mandates are for people putting out capital and what they want to do. And so I think this this is a change from years past where we were, you know, very focused on NMHC, the National Multi-Housing Conference. And now we're going to a, kind of more of a, a much more of an equity driven event down in Laguna. Yeah, the, the Laguna event is the uh, IMN annual uh, real estate private equity and opportunity fund conference. And literally there's if you add up all the dollars, the funds there, there are multiple, multiple billions. Yeah, that, that are there. It's I mean, you have all the you know, yeah. all the Wall Street guys, Morgan Stanley, you know, Citibank, everyone, all the private equity funds and especially guys, you know, Fortress, et cetera, all the big boys in real estate. Because one thing I remember listening to all these panels too. When everyone gave their bio, that everyone was always like, "Oh yeah, we do a couple billion in equity dollars, yeah, not not deal to value, but equity dollars." And so, it just seems like everyone had a few billion, <laughs> a few billion laying few around buying some real estate. Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully it'll be a good conference for us. Good, good catching up with people. Good meeting some new investors and good, you know, talking about uh, you know new deals we have on the pipeline too. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um, well, I want I wanted to actually a number I, I got last week was. Uh, the difference in, in enrollment at four-year universities, and actually this was going to be my number of the week, but uh, so in, in 2019, we had 14.4 million new first-year undergraduate students at four-year universities, and then in this past year, that number has shrunk to fif- uh, 
Actually, in 2019, we had 15.4, and in 2019, we had 14.4. This 2021, we had 14.4. So we've lost a million students. And I think that, like, I think it's a very tough number to fully understand, but I think you can really look at that million student loss is probably attributed mostly to international students. And then you probably have another piece of it that is American students that are somehow delaying going to college, like maybe going to a junior college or maybe taking a gap year. And then I think there's a very small, like less than 5%, where the college may have shrank mm -hmm. their overall enrollment or maybe a few cases where the college might not be there in the same capacity anymore. So do you think that that's, like let's look at the future that's in the past. So do you think then that next year, I, I guess a lot of it definitely, you know, there's some COVID influences in it. Yes. I know we, we saw that in our portfolio too. You know, certain international students, you know, at certain school markets like USC, a lot of them couldn't couldn't get here. Yeah. Um, and then we even had that at ASU at one of our properties. And, uh, you know, this year's changed. Definitely. I know I know personally, like there's actually a, a friend of, a, of one of our investors. Yes. Son who we've been running around trying to help him get some housing late, late in the late in the school year now. And he's coming. And so 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 it seems like there's more international students have been getting the visa, um, you know, but, you know. But at the same time, you have Omicron right now, and and I know schools like USC, you know, they're they they started last week, mm -hmm. and they pushed everything online for two weeks, and so and so, you know, I don't think, you know, the rest of the semester will be online or get canceled by any means, but definitely, you know, there's not a little bump in the road. But do you think then? this growth of international students and, and people who defer a year, you think that's all coming back fall 2022? You think it's going to be a big jump? I, I think so. The, the, the only blind spot I have in this is there is another portion of this that I think there is some like disenchantment with the college system a little bit. Mm -hmm. And some of those folks have with been the like... the admission systems or what do you mean disenchantment? Just with like how much college is versus oh, what the cost, benefit is. Cost and benefit. Okay, yeah. And I think Jobs. that was further eroded when like certain colleges like took more of their learning online, mm -hmm. and it became like, okay, well, what's the point of this? Oh, what's the point? Okay, why pay and, first? And, and why should I pay for this? Like, and where I can get the same instruction. If it's just about instruction, and I'm just learning on a, a Zoom or whatever, then am I really getting that? Is it really worth $50,000 a year? Yeah. I mean, that a lot of people start asking that question. Well, definitely the online people who have been, I mean, who've been arguing for years, you know, online education is coming and, and yeah. you, you know, then there was some truth that, that that market did grow, but I don't think it was, it, they definitely got, got a little shock when COVID happened. And, and um, you know, I don't think, uh, you, you know, the replacement of schools, I think if anything, people, I think it's the opposite. I think people wanted to go back to schools. I think <laughs> so. Yeah. So I think to, when, to when they started, experience. when they, when the whole thing started like online, then I think people start questioning more. And then I think people started actually doing other things that were like pretty lucrative. <laughs> like I think, you know, trading cryptocurrencies or just trading stocks in general, right? And so suddenly I think there was this, there's flight to like, do I really need to go to college? Yeah. Is it, yeah, I guess historically the always thing was like, okay, the path is graduate high school, go to college, get your job. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's alright. make your family. Um, yeah, it's interesting you talk about individuals. Um, you know, individual investors actually uh, grew. You know, we used to talk about sort of the day traders and and, and this whole sort of the, the Neem stocks and all these little uh, uh, stock trading groups. But, uh, 
you know, day, uh, individual and day training has actually grown a lot. And I think pandemic probably accelerated. Like you said, people realize like, hey, I can sit here, sit here at home and, and make a few bucks doing this day trading. And, uh, you know, the numbers actually reflect that in 2020, there were 10 million investors who opened individual uh, stock brokerage accounts. In 2021, that rose to 15 million. And, uh, you know, these, as, as we mentioned uh, earlier, you know, these groups, you know, have had an impact on stock prices like GameStop and, and uh, AMC theaters. We talked about how and they really put the Wall Street professionals, so someone's quote, professionals, hedge traders, you know, the, who had shorted these companies. You know, they all found themselves losing money because of all these retail investors. Um, in, individual traders in 2021 purchased uh, a net amount of $292 billion of U.S. stocks and exchange-traded fu funds. Just to give you uh, a sense of the magnitude compared to individual trading pre-pandemic, pre that's seven times more than the amount in 2019. Hmm. So people have really gotten into individual trading. And uh, you now stock market rising hasn't, hasn't, hasn't hurt, I guess. Um, so now it's 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 a real presence, you know, this this activity, people trading and like, you know, you said, as they get, you know, occasionally I, I go play some poker and some of the interesting little side conversations I hear is these young 20 year olds all talking about options and cryptocurrencies, and all this. And I could tell like they're all trading and they all have stories about, oh, you know, they had 100,000 it grew to 800,000 and then it dropped back down to 50,000. And, and, but Do you it, ever but jump in and, and talk about real estate? No, and how no, calm no, and, no, and just, I just, yeah. I'm just curious because I, I find it uh, interesting, like these guys at this such age that they're, they're just playing around, you know, with, with all these Just having fun, stocks, little Monopoly you know, money. Yeah, little Monopoly money. Yeah. So, and, and I guess like what you said, you know, because – you know, you can do this instead of, you know, get a get a job as a server at yeah. a hotel or a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's I think it's really I think we're 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 like if you can. You know, have a sense of these things and you can like if you have conviction, like I think I don't know about these guys that are kind of doing it wildly, but if the ones I've seen have real conviction behind whatever it is, cryptocurrency or NFTs mm -hmm. or any of this stuff, if they have real conviction. Then I think they have then it's then it gets interesting because you start you start to go down the ro hole of the the road, which hopefully is not a hole. But you start to go down the road of like some of that stuff is going to not is going to be here, and it's not it's going to change the way some things are done. Yeah. Now I don't know about all of it, and I don't you know, I don't think either one of us do. Yeah. But like some of it is it's not going away. It's not going to just disappear. But some of it will you know there will be some pain too. Some of yeah. it's well that definitely yeah. be some pain. I I do mm -hmm. think just like as we talk about it. Yeah, I know very little, if, if nothing, about crypto. Yeah. And, but I do see some parts of it, like this whole blockchain and the technology and doing things. Like, I could see certain industries developing or certain uses use, uses for it developing. And so, um, you know, like like they were saying, people, I guess in some countries, they, they trade using their phones. Yeah. Like crypto and all this kind of stuff. But they don't have bank accounts. Well, that's, you, you, that's you, where... Uh, that's where the big thing is really yeah. happening, right? And so I could see some elements of that. I don't know exactly what part of it, uh, you know, because there is that, uh, I guess, a community where or in other countries where, you know, certain infrastructure is not there and where the advantages of, of this kind of new technology, you know, plays a role. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where the, the bigger opportunity is really lying is not in, in developed nations like the U.S. It's where they're still developing and a lot of this, there's no infrastructure. And that's where, like, you're going to see the next gigantic gains where there's no real banking system, where there's no yeah, system. Yeah, where there's right no now. banking system, where you can yeah. do something on, on it's a like phone, really, which, yeah. which 
supported or whatever. I mean, by the, yeah, that's, and that's what that. people are really going for. It's not like so. Like if you look at, there's like a certain percentage of America that's what considered to be unbanked, right? Mm-hmm. But there's like whole countries that are yeah, essentially yeah, unbanked. Yeah, yeah. So that's really where like the super opportunity lies. Now, how you get through all that, I'm not sure. And how much we're really talking about here, I have no idea. But that's that's the mega opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. So I don't think it's it's uh, just complete a sham. Right. <laughs> or, right. Uh, who was it? Was it was it Buffett or someone? Who was it that used to originally said it was all like? Uh, I think it was Charlie Munger. Uh, Charlie Munger. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Munger. That's it. Charlie Munger yeah. was was the one who said it was just all, uh, it's all you know. It's, it's all yeah. It's all for uh, criminals and, and hackers. And yeah. Stuff. And all drug, <laughs> so drug dealers. Yeah, the drug dealers. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think. Uh, well, I get that. There's there's a criminal element that might like some of this technology. I, I think there might be some. <laughs> There will be some adaptation of it where where there will, it will take hold and there will be uh, for legitimate reasons. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, yeah, it is, but it's still like that 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 where they have conviction, I think, is super interesting. Where it's like people are just kind of trying to you know follow trends and trading the trends and yeah. trading where they think the upside is going. It's, that's where you yeah. kind of lose. But know, what's like, interesting at the poker table too is like, and, and by the way, it's a good idea. You're right. I should talk to them about real estate, but yeah, I had to, to, sort of cha- to sort of challenge the debate and say yeah. like, why are you doing that instead yeah. of real estate where you have a solid asset? And, uh, but, but in listening to them talk, like they actually are using computer tools and actually using, cause they start, you know, again, I'm not following all of it that, you know, they start talking about options and this and that and, and different risk, risk hedging devices and stuff they're using in software programs. And it, so it wasn't just like some, Guy willy nilly just saying, ah, just buy that, just buy that, and yeah, just clicking a button. There, yeah, there's some thought level to there's it something going that, on that, that, they're, that they're doing, you know, and it's just surprising to see it at such a such a young age. Yeah, that, I think that's really where where it gets more interesting is is with people that have the real conviction on it. Yeah, yeah, part of that's that conviction, like really, and they have the insight as to what's happening. All right, let's switch gears a little bit here. So we we got a good question this week. Uh, I think this is an interesting question actually. Um, this is from. Um, where is the question? So this is how will rising interest rates, or at least they're going to be rising soon, yep. affect GLHP's investment criteria? And this is from Whitney in San Antonio. It's a very good question. So uh, I'll let you start. Well, just theoretically, interest rates, you know, the, the impact will, you know, co- cost of debt goes up. And, and it should um, actually should have two effects. One, which is it should lower the prices. Assets that, that we historically, that we, historically, historically, again, uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, theoretically, this is what should happen. Um, it should lower prices and it should make the cost of debt a little more expensive. And so uh, um, it should make it a little tougher for us to, to, to do deals. Having said that, I think there are other factors in our market, in our industry, that, that sort of kind of trump some of these factors. Number one being, I think, rent growth. I think income growth is sort of at unprecedented levels these days, and, and especially in, a, in the apartment rents. And we talked about that on the last podcast. And so to a certain extent today, I think, and, and, and also you also have a lot of demand. There's a lot more demand yes. and buyers out there than, than, than in the past. And that's only increasing. And again, the other macro factor is the shortage of housing. Yeah. And, and, and so, and then the, and related to that is the expensiveness and unaffordability of home buying of houses. And so you combine all that, while I do think uh, there will be some impact, I don't think there will be really a material impact um, mm-hmm. in, in, our, in our business strategy. If anything, I think it, it you, you know, while obviously you got to make sure you don't over leverage yourself and, and you can cover right. debt payments with your cash flow and everything. I don't think if, if that will necessarily hurt us um, in, in our pursuit of acquisitions. If anything, I think, it, it, you know, 
we need to learn not to be distracted too much by that and focus us more on more long-term yeah. trends in, in, in the markets and assets that we're buying. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think everything you're saying is true. I think, I think what we're going to see is you're actually going to see, as the interest rates come, there will, you, you'll see the actual single-family home market affected a little bit more than what we're doing. Because I think on our side, because it's, inv it's, much, it's investment grade, and you're doing investing on like a business plan, a renovation plan based on you know rent growth, uh, revenue growth at the property level. You're, you're doing it in such a way that you know 10, 25, 50 basis points. While it's not like you don't want to have that happen, but it shouldn't really deter what you're doing. And the other side of the coin is there's two things. One is like you mentioned, there's tremendous rent growth happening right now, and the rent growth is happening really fast. And in places where it can happen really fast where there's no rent restrictions like the ones we're sitting in LA, it is happening fast and it is happening without, like, people are raising rents across the board and they're doing it without pushback because the alternative is not great. And the other side of it is, and this is the big one, is that there is just a, like, so much capital has been added in the last 18 months and so much of it is just swimming around out there looking to be placed in areas. And if you look at it, the stock market is becoming, is per being perceived to be more and more unstable, especially once you get past those three, four, five big tech stocks that everyone is like, has in their portfolios to anchor their portfolio. And you start looking at all the other ones that are all over the board, whether they be through a SPAC or an IPO or whatever they've done. And those stocks are so unstable, at least the way people are looking at them. And, and then the revenues are starting to show in some of that stuff. And so people are looking at like, what can I invest in that is tangible and I can see it and it's a real asset and it's, it, there's scarcity to it. Yeah. And all of this is real estate. Now maybe it's an NFT too, but like NFTs are sort of like invented to some degree. Real estate is like down the street, you own that building, it's gonna be there. And I remember this very vividly, like after the 2000.com crash, like the money flew out of the, the dot-coms. They flew mm -hmm. out of all this like, you know, all these wannabe companies that didn't have any business plans, had no revenue, just kind of ideas, basically. The, and, it, and it all just came flooding into real estate, especially on the coastal markets. Like that San Francisco real estate, I think, hit like lowest cap rates ever in 2001, 2002, because people were just like, this is super safe. And I'm not going to put like another 500,000 in pets.com or, you know, Webvan or whatever it was back then. They were like, we're going to invest in real estate. And I think the same effect is going to start to happen this year, and the rates really won't impact it. Yeah. If anything, I mean, it, you know, it's interesting. There was a J.P. Morgan report out this week, too, where they talked about how, you know, basically real assets, especially cash flowing generate assets, are likely just to become more expensive. Yeah. So if anything, it's going to be more challenging. I think, it, yeah. To buy. That's why I think we should be buying more now oh. than, than, than oh. later. Come join me on this, on this, uh, yes, come <laughs> join this, me on this journey, bull, journey. bull train. Oh, yeah. Excellent. The, Excellent. Glad to have you aboard. And so where, and where the other thing the report talked about is where you have the interest rates going up, where what will be interesting is in the later part of 2022, they think there'll be some contrarian opportunities where assets like certain office assets and certain retail assets, um, you know, will start to feel that pressure because now there's higher debt costs. Too. And given, you know, the, the, the whole confusion, and we've talked about this many times on our podcast about, you know, when is office going to be back and, you know, which types of offices will do well, you know, brand new urban core versus, you know, 
uh, kind of some suburban, you know, older product that doesn't have all your amenities and things. Like they think J.P. Morgan thinks there'll be some cracks in the armor in there, and there'll be opportunistic buying opportunities for for contrarian guys, you know, and then that'll be uh, accelerated by by the debt increases because they'll have pressure from the debt. So I do think that will happen too. Yeah, I think so too. I but but for assets in in kind of you know where there's strong population and migration to some melt states, they think those those you know those uh, growth opportunities in terms of revenue will continue and so that's where where it'll be challenging uh, to compete yeah. unless you buy early i i think so too i think you're going to see you're actually gonna, you're going to see cap rates remain the same or actually go slightly even further down especially as as you see this rent growth start to actually start to hit the pnls yeah. more stronger and stronger this interest rate hike will be there and it'll be a part of how people underwrite deals but it'll be uh, it won't be as It'll be like how people like underwrite to like higher insurance costs. It's annoying and you have to deal with it and you have to pay it. You just have to adjust. But you to have it. to just adjust. Yeah, it. yeah. And it's just like it in some ways it's also like COVID now. They said yeah. that now instead of just going like China with the sort of, you know, trying to eradicate COVID or or, zero or, or COVID. picture or picture a world of zero COVID. Yeah. Good you luck know, with corporate that. corporations are having to deal like, you know, on the return back to the office. It's more about, you know, okay, how can we have business plans to live in a world with COVID as opposed to a world without it? And, and so it's, it's not just the date of exactly everyone's back to normal and everyone's back in the office, but it's really, okay, we need to have a new world where some people come in some of the time as needed based on business needs and, um, and, and the needs of their businesses and customers. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's spot on. Uh, well, we, I shared my number of the week, um, and that was a very good question, Whitney in San Antonio. Uh, we're going to try to keep this episode short, so I'm going to just uh, share my couple items here this week. So my content was uh, Emily in Paris. On Netflix, season two uh, started sometime this year, and I finally caught up and Wait, saw a few you, episodes. You've watched season one? Yes, I watched season <laughs> okay. one. Yes, because uh, I saw a commercial for that. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, so, so here, so here's the thing: like Emily in Paris, uh, and this is what is, it's it's a, just a feel good show. It's like somebody uh-huh. about Kate's age. It's just yeah. roaming through Paris, having a that's fun what I was gonna say. You're watching about these, these twenty year olds. But, but no, Paris. but what's really interesting about it is, is if you've been to Paris, have you been to Paris? No, I haven't been to okay. Paris. If you've actually been to Paris, you're like, ah, oh, I remember all that about Paris. That is so sweet. Yeah, that, it is really nice to walk there, and people are having nice croissants and so pastries and wine and at fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And there's a beautiful thing about Paris, and you're like, I, have, I can't get there right now. But it's nice to see that some young lady is gallivanting through Paris in a, in a Netflix uh, you know, show. And so that's the, that's the allure of Emily in Paris. Yeah, so that was that. Content. It seemed like a, a feel good kind of fun. No, it's Cause, good. Because because uh, I also if you've been to Paris, especially there, there's too, a yeah. there's an, there's an Asian American actress there. Who yeah, I she's thought, funny who, too. Who I thought was funny, and I said, yeah, oh, she's, she's in this new it's series. Cute. I almost watched it, but then I realized it's like it's, 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 season it's, two, and I thought, wait, I don't, I don't know if I could watch all of season no, yeah, one. You'll be fine. <laughs> so. I well, I think it's better if you've been to Paris. And you're like, oh, I remember all that. So uh, that was my content. You? Uh, my content was uh, Liam Neeson movie called Honest Steve. Oh. <laughs> which was an interesting uh is it like taken it, it's kind of like taken except okay. for he's a bank robber oh of course he's, he's an robbing honesty. something he's honesty. stealing something he's honesty well he's, he's considered honest because he actually tried to turn himself in oh. after after committing oh yeah, all these yeah, yeah i've seen this this is really good and, yeah yeah, yeah. and it's pretty good unfortunately he encounters a couple of corrupt cops and yes. things go awry <laughs> yes <laughs> it's good it's good it's, it's, uh, it's so good. it's kind of entertaining concept uh but uh yes yeah, so that was just a little funny bank uh, honesty <laughs> Yes, Honest Thief is good. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a good one. Uh, my upgrade, I've been uh, drinking liquid IVs, which is this like electrolyte packet you put in like water, 
And it's called it's IV? Liquid IV, liquid okay. IV. Like, uh, is it supposed to be like an IV? It's like, like, it's like a Gatorade. You would love okay, it. It's okay. like a Gatorade. Um, both of you Fongs would love it. Uh, it's just a Gatorade, basically. Okay. It's a little, little bit more electrolyte heavy. It's, like a, okay. you know, it's a little bit more. I'll bring some. It, it's but like is, a, it, is it like, because in Vegas, I've yeah, seen yeah, them. That's they, what they it's have the oxygen after. and the yeah, other yeah. IV things. It's modeled after like when you get those IVs after okay. like a heavy Not night a party, at the club. Party. So okay. it's like getting that. But it's obviously it's like a buck. Got it. Uh, so, anyways, it's a good drink, and I, I've been having them there. Where do you, you know, get Where do you get the drink? Just get it online or Amazon or whatever. Uh, Got it. And my favorite flavor is guava. Guava. Okay. I like guava. Okay. Any Any upgrades for you? Uh, haircut, no, just a, just a haircut. Yes. Okay. Got a haircut. Getting ready for the Eye Man. Looking good. Looking sharp. Did go Did go to the gym and then then and then I just got my normal smoothie okay. <laughs> from my Brazilian <laughs> Nicaragua site. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I, I'm glad nothing's changed this week for you. Uh, all right, folks. That's it. It's a very short episode. We're trying to keep these at 20, 30 minutes. Please continue to send us any questions or any comments or anything uh, those are super helpful and we love to read them and, and put them back on the pod and then please uh, continue to subscribe to our podcast this has uh, been a been a good episode we'll uh, we'll catch you next monday david any final last words no just uh, looking forward to this conference and yeah. we'll report back next week on sort of the sentiment. mood and the yeah. sentiment and the deal atmosphere and what what people are saying this is a lot of money represented at this conference so it'll be interesting to hear what they say about the yeah i, I think it's, yeah, that's a good point i think it's going to be just like you know, forward-looking. I think it's going to be like very positive, and people. Yeah, are be I think I think it will be too. But it'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do actually say. So, uh, you know, be well, everyone. Be safe. Right, thank you, everyone. Bye.